it's been a roller coaster. There's been lots of ups and downs starting from my senior year in college. The success athletically happened really quickly and being drafted and, and all of that was a lot of very quick success. And then it all came crashing down very quickly. Hello, my friends. Merry Christmas. I'm super excited to be back. And uh, we're going to have a great episode today. We're going to be talking about an NFL punter named Matthew Ariza. Uh, he was a local uh, college student here in San Diego. Uh, and of course, you know, the his lawsuits and uh, what happened to him with the Buffalo Bills and all these uh, different criminal allegations. Uh, it's all an interesting story. And uh, like I always say, right, the goal here is to have fun. Uh, with an interesting story, and, and you're going to learn so many different rules and laws about uh, civil procedure, these uh, anti-slap cases, constitutional law, criminal law, uh, contract law, everything through this interesting story. Uh, and so let's just get on to it. And this is a very big one for me because it's, it's our city. It's in San Diego. This all happened. And Matt Ariza was a legend at San Diego State University. I mean, he was a I mean, he was a punter and punters never make the news or anything. He was making the news for being a really good punter. And he went to a high school right down the street from me. Uh, he went to Rancho Bernardo High School. He was the field goal kicker punter. He was on, uh, he was on the track team, the soccer team. I mean, the guy and his mom, poor girl, she was a school teacher at where uh, my kids went to grammar school. You know, and it was kind of embarrassing for her, too, uh, when these allegations came out. Uh, anyway, so then uh, after college, he was drafted, which is not usual for a punter. He was the third punter drafted uh, in that in the 2022 draft by the Buffalo Bills, uh, and, and they signed him onto a contract. Like he made the team. They had a big contract. He had to get out of it as well. Rookie punter out of San Diego State, a sixth-round draft pick. Oh and it's God. a big one. As an 82-yard punt. And then these allegations and this lawsuit came out. Then he was cut by the Buffalo Bills and never again went on to an NFL team. Uh, what do you think, uh, Mateo? You think one day he'll get on a team? You don't think? Gosh, it's going to be It's too bad because all of these, there was uh, these allegations that he was involved in a gang rape of a 17-year-old girl. And all of it was uh, proven to be not true. It was it was all false, you know. And he was never charged. Like nothing ever happened. And uh, after the you know we'll go over it. After the prosecutors did all their due diligence and everything, like even during the alleged uh, sexual intercourse, he wasn't even in the house anymore. Like he had already like left. So wow, that's <laughs> how unfortunate, huh? Okay, Zeke, you think he'll have another shot ever? Oh, both of these guys don't think so. I have faith in humanity. I think he will play or get a shot for the NFL. I could be wrong. Okay, let's see. We'll find out. Um, the bummer is he's a punter, so it's not like that important. If he was a very good quarterback, you know what I'm saying? He'd, he'd probably have a chance. All right, so now we, we kind of walk through everything. So he was a big shot punter at uh, San Diego State University for the Aztecs. So he stayed uh, local. And then uh, on the night, so there was some sort of a Halloween party on the night of Saturday, October 16, 2021. And then as everything, you know, the, the, the different complaints and everything state, um, at the early morning hours of Sunday, 
By the way, I've always said, nothing ever happens uh, good on Sunday morning. When you read Sunday morning, it's always like a drunk driving car crash or this thing happens at a party. Unless it says 11 a.m. they went to church. Otherwise, Sunday morning is the worst. Like, you know, uh, all these things happen because it's like late, late Saturday night. So anyhow, late Saturday night, um, the... There was, so all these like, college students were drinking. Did you go to San Diego State parties when you were, no, you didn't do that? Yeah, we used to, <laughs> no, all right. We went there, it was, it was kind of fun. Uh, even in high school, I remember, you know, a few of us would go. I, I, I probably didn't go until I was in college. But anyway, it doesn't matter. But my, it doesn't matter. Okay, this is a long time ago. Okay, so um, anyhow, the, the girl involved here, she was in high school, 17 years old. Uh, so she was at this college party and uh, the, what she, alleged happened was that she met with this guy this punter and that they kind of flirted or whatever and then her allegation is that he forced her to have uh sex uh, oral sex and then he had sex with her and then according to her allegation she, he kind of led her into a room there was a bunch of other guys and then you know uh, as she was drunk and passed out and in and out of being passed out uh they were all uh having forcible intercourse with her so this you know as she describes it this gang rape uh you know from all these different guys including the punter uh you know uh, matt ariza eventually she went to the police and kind of described everything now this is kind of interesting the police did they did a very thorough uh investigation and the first thing they did is they told her wait a minute you know we're not going to say anything don't mention this um, let's start having you call the guys that you met there. Let's start having you text, uh, you know, the, the different people. Uh, and, and so, and all of it was being recorded, which is, there's a little constitutional law. Uh, it is allowed to record people, uh, even without a search warrant, if they're having a witness do it. So if it was like the police calling and secretly recording, uh, you know, that might not be legal. If it's, you know, some sort of criminal investigation, they would have to tell somebody, uh, but if it's, you know, uh, if it's, you know, if it's a witness doing it, it's allowed as long as it's kind of like she's trying to, you know, record them about this, this whole activity. Uh, so she started calling them and they would tell her, the police were telling her what to say, say things like, oh, I'm worried I have a, you know, was, does anyone have an STD there? Did anyone have this? And oh my God, who was I with? And like, they kind of coached her to do it. So she was gathering information for the prosecutor. Now, all of this is going to be very important because it's kind of like then showed what happened. Uh, and sure enough that somebody was recorded the whole thing. Is that common? <laughs> I don't know. I, see, that, I don't know. But anyway, I guess kids these days, right? What do you say? So somebody recorded the whole thing. So she was asking like, oh, who recorded it? I want to see it or this or that, right? And then the whole thing, uh, like little by little, it all started, you know, all, they, they started gathering all this information. So I know it's an uncomfortable thing. Like I kind of get uh, nervous talking about this because the, the allegations were so bad. Uh, so anyway, so they were gathering all of this information and, uh, you know, like the police and the prosecutor, they were uh, getting their, like their evidence together so that they know, you know, if they can charge somebody, if they can't charge somebody, uh, things like that. All right. So now comes, uh, as all of this was coming out, like all the different evidence and everything was kind of being uh, developed and everything, uh, 
Then comes the lawsuit. Uh, first, there was a civil lawsuit. So she files a lawsuit against the uh, Matt Ariza uh, and the, these other players. And that was filed on August 25, 2022. So about eight months later, they filed a lawsuit. And this is, uh, it was right around this time when you know what hit the fan in terms of the, you know, like the, the lawyer and everything. They were starting to like put things on Twitter about what happened. And there was all these like, you know, then this lawsuit came out, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then the guy got cut from the Buffalo Bills. Now, here's a little, I told you earlier, you're going to learn so many different laws. Contract law. So contract law uh, goes like this. So he was, he had a four-year contract with the Buffalo Bills paying $4 million, about $4 million. Like, uh, like 300 grand was guaranteed. And they cut him a few weeks into the contract. So it depends on what the contract said. Uh, in terms of if they had to pay him the whole four years. If the contract says they have to pay him no matter what, then obviously they have to pay him. Sometimes a contract will say something like, we're allowed to cut you and not pay you anymore if there's some sort of cause. And that cause could even be allegation. So if you're just alleged to have done something, we're allowed to cut you and no longer pay you. Whatever is in the contract between them is enforceable. Uh, and that's why you have to have a good contract lawyer with big contracts. Like if I, you know, uh, was his attorney, I'd say, well, before we sign anything, let's just make sure we put in there if, if there's some sort of allegation or some sort of, uh, you know, innuendos or something, or if it's just, you know, you say something off the cuff once or twice or, you know, blah, 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 they can't cut you without paying you. Um, you know, but if it's an actual criminal charge that you're found guilty of, then they can cut you without paying you. So all of that has to go into the fine print of the contract. I don't have the contract. It is a, a undisclosed contract. So I will not know uh, if he was paid or not. All right. So anyway, so then this lawsuit was filed uh, by this young lady against uh, Matt Ariza and, and the buddies. And in the, con in the complaint that she filed, she's claiming, you know, kind of the, the facts that I stated, uh, the facts about uh, you know, her being at this uh, Halloween party, everybody's drinking, everyone's having a good time. Uh, you know, she gets too drunk. She uh, then gets into the room with all these guys. And then, you know, she's alleging in the complaint that they did, you know, everything that that I said they did. You know, they 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 took turns uh, forcing themselves on her and that, uh, you know, all of that happened. So that was a lot. That's a big lawsuit. Uh, obviously, if if she can prove that a jury, I don't know how many millions a jury would give her, right? Like that, that is all like extremely horrible stuff. Uh, and then came, you know, more about the investigation. Like this was an ongoing uh, investigation. And then ultimately the San Diego district attorney, this is when, uh, you know, in December of that year of 2022, the, the district attorney had a very thorough investigation. And when I say thorough, I am understating how thorough it was because it was just unreal. And I'm going to go over, this is the uh, the United, the, the San Diego District Attorney's Office, okay? So they, uh, here we go, during multiple hour-long meetings, uh, District Attorney, D Deputy District Attorney Trisha Amador uh, went through the evidence with the defendant. Uh, this one, uh, I say defendant because uh, ultimately then he, the punter, sued her for defamation, okay? Uh, so 
So this is some of the information that the prosecutors had. Well, four terabytes of data. Is that a lot of data? Yeah, <laughs> right? Uh, 35 taped witness interviews. So they, uh, they had interviews with everybody at the party. Uh, they had 10 search warrants of different phones, different uh, homes, diff just, just all these different things. Uh, they went through cell phones of several people at the party because, you know, everyone was recording everything like at the party or taking pictures and, and everything. They had the physical examination of her. Uh, they had 12 video clips that captured all the sexual encounters, you know, because they were recording. Uh, the, the guy was recording when they were having sex uh, and uh, which is just uh, <laughs> OK. And, uh, you know, and then they had all these different uh, recording and then every like they put here where all the recordings happen, like where all the different uh, places happen. And then this is what the district attorney found that after doing all of this, they uh, realized that this guy, Matt Ariza, had left the party before all this happened. Uh, because also on his phone, there's like a location thing and everything. Right. And so uh that is pretty bad <laughs> in terms you know and then this one i i do not see something like this because usual uh the district attorney went into details because she was under a lot of pressure uh and there was a lot of time and this was a high profile case so everyone's asking why isn't the district attorney pressing charges right you remember that time period, you know, and uh, kind of, you know, I remember because I was following this. And so everyone was pressuring her and, and wondering, why is it? Because now the the alleged incident happened in October of 2021. So fast forward. Now we're in December of 2022 and nothing was filed. And the district attorney was not saying anything, uh, substantive at least. And the Buffalo Bills had cut this guy. This guy was out of the league, you know, uh, and then finally... The district attorney made a public statement uh, saying that they were not going to charge anybody with anything. They said that no crimes were committed. Hello, friends. I'm sorry to cut in. Just FYI, there's a graphic description of uh, the details of what happened uh, in that sexual encounter. And if you don't want to listen to it, just skip ahead to 15 minutes and 31 seconds in. Uh, this is the district attorney in, in one of her letters. In one of the clips, uh, you, meaning that she's talking to the defendant, uh, or sorry, to the victim, but I say defendant because she was sued in a civil case later. Uh, you are on your knees in front of a male who has uh, an erect penis uh, and masturbating, and your mouth is uh, open, and at many times you are uh, initiating everything. Uh, this is on the same night. Uh, in another clips, your arms are wrapped around him. Uh, I can't go into all the detail here. <laughs> in this letter, yeah, I can't go into too much detail. I just feel weird saying too much detail. But it says, you know, at one point, his uh, his penis slips in and out of your mouth, and you use your right hand to grab it. Uh, and then you are smiling, and you are definitely not asleep, because she had alleged that she was passed out during this whole time. Um, and then in other clips, you're having sex uh with, with other guys uh, and you're awake um, and you're kind of holding on uh, to blankets, you're making noises, you're definitely not, um, how shall we say, being forced. Uh, and then looking at the all of these separate videos, this is the district attorney talking. I absolutely cannot prove any forcible sexual assault happened, okay? Uh, so that is the district attorney. That is pretty clear, right? Like that's, you know, uh, so is everything over? Nothing is over! 
Nothing! <laughs> you know, uh, all of this was very clear in the sense of, uh, you know, nothing like they're the district attorney said the guy you accused who got kicked out of the NFL and, and may never return wasn't even there. Like he was there earlier, like you met him earlier. And then there was like a consensual sex between you two. And then like he left and then all these other things happened later, like way after he left. Um, and so, yeah, so so I wish I could say that was over, but that was December of 2022. Now, simultaneously, there is still the civil case against the punter. And then later, the punter, Matt Ariza, filed a lawsuit against her for defamation. Uh, so let me explain how this one goes. And and <laughs> the defamation one is always interesting it, it, because he's saying that you lied uh, about, you know, what you said about me and that it ruined my career. Uh, now, there has to be two things he has to prove. I've, I think we've kind of had some other, we've had other podcasts where we talked about defamation. The two things he'd have to prove is that she maliciously lied about him, that she that it ruined his career. That one's an easy one to prove. Um, and yeah, so the, actually, there were, I guess the third, sometimes there's what's called protected speech, meaning like if whatever you say to a police officer, for the most part, it's protected, meaning like you can't, that cannot be uh, defamatory. So you can say anything you want to a police officer during an investigation. And if you lied, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's uh, protected. Like, so that, but, but she went on, like after this, the, the first, in, you know, the October, 2021 incident, she went on and she was going on news channels talking about this and, and uh, you know, saying that this guy did this and that all of these things happened. I mean, she went on CBS Inside Edition, she went on like, I, there were so many. Uh, so those ones are not protected. Anything she said to the police would be protected speech. So he has to show that she did this with malice. Now, why did he file this lawsuit? I think uh, it's kind of like the Johnny Depp lawsuit. Remember the Johnny Depp lawsuit? You know, he sued his ex uh, for the same thing, for defamation. And it's more or less to clear his name. Uh, because he's not in the league anymore, you know, and he's not going to go back in the league. So I think that his thinking was, if I file this lawsuit, then I could get back in the league, <laughs> right? That's, I mean, that, that makes sense. I like that. I like that. Um, uh, and then, then <laughs> now we have a lawsuit between them. One of the crazy things in his lawsuit, he did not have access to those video, those cell phone videotapes. Uh, and he wanted that because he wanted to clear his name, you know, because still a lot of people weren't believing him. Uh, and, and so he wanted, he, there was a very big discovery dispute. And, uh, and then there's a lot of lawsuits I've been involved in where uh, the discovery, meaning like exchanging information is very hectic. So he sent a, his lawyer sent a subpoena to the San Diego Police Department and the prosecutor saying, well, we want to be able to review the tapes so that we could see what was going on. Uh, her lawyers uh, contested that and it went to the judge. The judge said, okay, Matt, Ariza's attorneys uh, and experts, they could view it under a protective order. A protective order in this case would be you know, that they can't then send it to the media or something, you know, uh, but they could review it kind of uh, you know, in, in secret, so to speak, or they can't like then use that and post it online or something uh, only for the purposes of this litigation. 
uh, and and they won, so they were able to see it, and everything that the prosecutor said was true, and that uh, all everything that happened, this guy wasn't even there when it all happened. Uh, so at that point, you know, we have a difficult case if we were representing the young lady here. Uh, then the young lady, there's this lawsuit, um, a type of lawsuit. It's called Strategic Lawsuit Against Public Policy. SLAP, S-L-A-P-P, SLAP. And there's a, it, it's a theory that if somebody files a strategic lawsuit against public policy, that's a SLAP kind of lawsuit, the other party could file an anti-SLAP motion. Have you heard of the SLAP motion, anti-SLAP motion? You haven't even heard of those? They're very, very popular. Okay, the theory here is if somebody files a lawsuit just to shut somebody up of their free speech protected, you know, uh, like this was very popular. Like, let's say there's a big oil company or a big, you know, whatever, uh, like a cosmetic company or something. And then there's protesters that are going around saying, oh, this company is using animal products, you know, or their animal cruelty, or this oil company is leaking oil into the, you know, kids uh, water source or something. Uh, those big companies have in the past they would then file lawsuits against these people saying that. And that uh, their hope was, we file lawsuits for defamation, we'll just get them to shut the F up because there's these all these lawsuits against them. So then California made a law, it was called the, the Strategic Lawsuits Against uh, Public Policy, and that if you can prove that someone is trying to do that, like filing a lawsuit just for the sake of shutting someone up, uh, and if you could, you know, by making them pay legal fees and everything, if you can prove that, then you get a lawsuit uh, victory from them. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So this is pretty crazy. From the legal standpoint, there was one, there was the criminal uh, lawsuit that never happened because the prosecutor didn't tr uh, file charges, uh, but there was a big investigation. Then there was her lawsuit against him. Then uh, eventually he sued her for defamation. What are we at? Three? Then she filed this anti-slap motion, all right? And everything just kept growing in terms of the lawsuit. Uh, and now it's December 2023, so over two years uh, since the alleged incident, we finally have a settlement of a lot of the different things, all right? Uh, in the settlement, she agreed to drop all uh you know all of her case against him and that uh, she agreed to drop her lawsuit against him that she won't sue him that she's not looking for anything from him uh and then he agreed to drop his lawsuit uh saying that you know what i'm not going to go after you for defamation you know we're we're settling and and this is very important it wasn't a confidential settlement because he wanted to be able to say that I didn't pay her any money because if they if if he wasn't able to say that people would be like oh you must be guilty because you paid her off but he didn't pay her off uh, in a settlement agreement you could have a confidentiality clause where you can't say what the uh, how much you paid each other or you could not have a confidentiality clause so in their settlement agreement they did not have a confidentiality clause and that they agreed that he can say I didn't pay her anything. You know, uh, and now, and then he went on, he had a press conference, this guy saying, I didn't do anything wrong. Like, I want to get back in the league, this and that. Um, I think, I don't know, what do you think? <laughs> you still think he's not going to get back ever? Come on. I think that uh, it's, 
uh, it's just unfortunate because, you know, if, if obviously if, if he did anything wrong, if he was there, if he just, if anything, like, then I would say, you know, forget it. Like, it's fine if he doesn't ever uh, play in the football league again. But to be accused and you're not even there, you know what I'm saying? Like, wow, that is unfortunate, you know? So, uh, all right, what do we do? Some dad jokes. All right, let's have some fun. Finally, Joe Sam, I'll be like, dude, uh, can we finally have some? All right, here we go, here we go. Oh, all right. First of all, there's a word. Okay, get this. Uncopyrightable. All right, actually, wait, it would be going this way. Uncopyrightable. Okay, that word is the biggest or the longest word in the English language where no letters are copied. What are the odds? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, uncopyrightable. Zeke, spell uncopyrightable backwards. <laughs> All right? But do it as many times as you want. But you're, no letters are copied in uncopyrightable. And so, it's, so what a coincidence. In the English language, that is the longest word, uncopyrightable, where no words are copied. What are the odds? What are the odds of that? Uh, hey, here's another thing that kills me is, is there's a lot of words in the English language, millions of words in the English language. In San Diego, there are all these streets that have the same names right by each other, right? It's like in Rancho Bernardo, there's Rancho Bernardo Drive, Bernardo Center Drive, Bernardo Heights Drive, West Bernardo Heights Drive. And the thing that is unforgivable is when there's, you know, um, you know, Cary Street and Cary Court. Like, why? Why? <laughs> and they're right next to each other. And you know, the street signs, the court or boulevard or street, you, they're so small, you can't see it. So every street is called the same thing. You know what I'm saying? This is this is very important to me. It's, uh, <laughs> all right, all right. This, this uh, keeps me awake at night. All right, few more dad jokes. Uh, let's see, where did they go? All right, my friends, again, I am so excited. All right, which is the worst sport to play? Badminton. <laughs> all right, how do ghosts stay in shape? They exorcise. Uh, what do rabbits need after getting caught in the rain? A hair dryer. Hair, H-A-R-E. That means like rabbits and stuff, right? <laughs> okay, that's what I thought. All right. Um, what board game is popular in Prague? Checkers. Uh -huh. uh, what kind of shoes does a lazy person wear? Loafers. All right. The, a bear walks into a bar. And looks at the bartender, which I think is already funny, a bear walking into a bar. Okay, uh, this was my wife's nephew told me this joke. Okay, so a bear walks in the bar. He says, I want a whiskey and Coca-Cola. And the bartender's like, okay, what was up with the paws? And he's like, the bear says, I was born with them. <laughs> last one, last one. Uh, hang on. Oh. All right, from my friend Ryan S. Two guys walk into the bar. The third one ducks. See you next year. Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Happy Christmas. Happy New Year. Thank you. It has come to my attention that saying Merry Christmas may offend some people. Fuck that. Merry Christmas, dude. What's the big deal? <laughs> Merry Christmas!